It's Topics, the podcast where two comedians talk about serious issues in a serious way. Although mm-hmm. if something funny happens, that's okay too. I'm Michael Ian Black, joined by my partner, Michael Showalter. It's great to be here with you, Michael. Um, Always great to be here with you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just a little few house cleaning notes before we uh, uh, get our beaks wet here. Um, we do have a rule here on the show, mm-hmm. a ground rule. Um, do you want to do you want to elaborate on that a little, Mike? Sure. We have one rule and uh, it's pretty strict. And that mm-hmm. rule is there are no rules. Yeah. And if you don't follow that one rule, you're in big trouble. That's right. Although it's pretty easy to follow it. It because is. Because there are no rules. That's true. But <laughs> and, you, and, and, and it sounds like we're being, you know, flip about it. But in fact, we do want this to be a very open conversation, which is and, why we say there's no rules. And I'm so glad you said that because that really is – it does sound flip and it does sound – tongue in cheek. Right. But, the, but the reality is we mean it. We really mean it. This is not, we don't want uh, anyone, you or I to feel like we can't say what, what we're, what's on our mind because that's why we're here. We're here to talk about stuff. The important thing is that we not ever become hidebound. Mm-hmm. Once mm-hmm. we become hidebound, mm-hmm. I think, I think mm-hmm. the podcast will suffocate. Mm-hmm. And that's the last thing I want. Mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely don't want to suffocate through through being hidebound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We also have a guideline. We do, and and um, the guideline is that on every episode of this show, we are going to attempt to, and it's not a game or anything like that. It's simply a guideline, as we said, to cover eighty percent of the topic for that epi- for that for this episode. So Which, today we'll we'll have our topic and with the time that we have to talk about it, we're going to try to get through 80% of it. Which leads to our suggestion. Correct. And, and the, the suge- go ahead, Mike. The suggestion is whatever percentage uh, whatever percentage that we did not cover, we suggest to you the listener that you dive in and you tackle the rest on your own or or with friends or study partners or however you want to arrange it. Um, so that it becomes proactive, so that it becomes more of a dialogue, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which leads to today's topic. Although, Mike, I do want to add something. Hmm. An addendum. No, a precept. Okay. I want to add a precept. And the precept is to... Just take it easy. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Take it e- take it easy. And it, can you expand on that a little? Just that we're unpacking some very heavy stuff here and we're asking the listeners to do the same. Mm-hmm. We we're we are collectively going to cover one hundred percent of these big ideas that we work through here on this show. And I'm asking everybody, and I'm saying this to me, you, and the listeners, at the end of the day, take it easy. You know what? That's a great precept and one I'm really going to try to embody because what you said is right. These are some weighty topics. Very weighty. You know what happens if you hold up a a heavy weight long enough, it'll crush you. Correct. 
And that's the last thing we want. Yep. So you got it. You got to take it easy. Lift with the knees. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and clench your buttocks. Yeah. Um, you're being obviously we're both being metaphorical here, but in the case of actual lifting, that's pretty good advice. Mm-hmm. To lift your knees and clench your buttocks. Well, use your core. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. And um, in a way, I think this is a kind of dialectical core that we're exercising here on topics. Mm-hmm. Which, again, brings me right back to today's topic. Because it's something – it's a topic that is uh, very evergreen, in particular as it relates to this podcast – but also as we experience the world as human beings. And that is dialogue and discourse. So why don't you jump right in there? Uh, yeah, I, I uh, y- you know, obviously that's partly what, what we're here to do is to, is to have a dialogue. Um, and, it's really exciting for me today to actually have a dialogue about a dialogue mm. and to in, if we can somehow deconstruct the act of deconstruction. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have we in doing that created a third conversation? Does that make sense? Like if we can dialogue about the discourse. Yes. Have we now created a third idea? Why don't you, why don't, I'm just, I want to hear what you have to say about that. I have a lot of thoughts tumbling through my mind about that very interesting question because you're establishing, let's, let's look at it uh, almost mathematically. You're establishing point A the dialogue mm-hmm. and point B, the deconstruction of the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And when we run it through a rhetorical algorithm, do we find point C in entirely new discourse about the deconstruction of the dialogue? Mm-hmm. I'm going to posit that in fact we do. Mm. That the deconstruction of dialogue, the unpacking, the drilling down into the architecture of the dialogue actually produces its own – or I'm not going to say produces. I'm going to say reveals a substrata, Mm. an unobserved substrata. Almost a magma. A magma. Yes, Yes, oh, yes, it's, it's, yes, it's, but it's no. lava. There's a yes, lava yes. there, Mike. Yes, There's yes, lava. but no. Yes, but no. Yes, yes, but no. Because I want to approach it from the physical world mm. and use a different analogy, although the magma one is powerful because it's so evocative. Uh, and I'm going to table that one for a moment because maybe we'll return to it. But I want to I want to drill down uh, uh, in, into the world of uh, biology and physics and uh, science where we where we look at uh, and, uh, and, substance and, and we and drill down and, and we see what's below sports. Um, 
not as not as much, but again, I think that's very interesting, and I want to set that aside in case we want to revisit it, because when we look at matter, we 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 dig down until we get to the atomic level, and we say, oh, everything is composed of atoms, and this isn't my idea. This goes back all the way back to ancient Greece. You see, uh, when uh, when you, when Euclid when the philosophers and, Euclid, yes, Euclid, Euclidean geometry, yes, and, and Voltaire, and, yes, and, and, and Nero fiddling and, and while the, Rome the, burns. The work that all of the work of the beat poets and yes, you had, of you, had, you had Ginsburg and yes. Ferlinghetti, and yes, you had yes. the activists saying, "No, this 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 war is wrong. It's unjust." And but, and, and and Mr. Gorbachev tear down this, this wall. wall and that's what we're doing today we're dialectically tearing down the wall go well you you said something that i just that i just want to to bounce off of you you talked about you have point a is the dialogue point yes. b is the deconstruction of the dialogue and in parent and in and in parenthetical i'm going to call that the discourse mm then you said point C is this new dialogue. The result of the rhetorical algorithm. And I, wanna, I want to propose to you a variation on that. Thanks, I'm already married. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> well, you said I want to propose I to know. you. I'm, you know, it, it's just like you said, and you, take it And you easy. are married and, you, and, and your wife's a, a great gal. Thanks. And, um, and your wife is a great gal. Thank and, you. Thank and, you. Uh, you know, give her my love when you speak with I her. I will. Um, you know, Mike, the more I think about it, and I think this is, this is where a lot of people maybe are getting stuck on this and where the confusion lies is that it's not C. That is not point C. Hmm. It's point F or G. Now I'm excited. I'm excited to hear about this. So I, I want you to keep going. Well, I you've really got my motor revved. So I, I want to keep going. I think that we're over. We're not seeing the forest for the trees here because we're 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 drawing a very straight line here. We're saying A to B leads to C. But what I'm saying is, is that if you really make that journey from A to B, you skip way over C and you're actually down further the alphabet into F and or G into a territory that is so many letters removed from A that that's where the actual algorithm will take you into a territory that that is where so many um do you see what I'm saying? You're skipping over. So you're saying I'm skipping over the atoms and I'm skipping over possibly even the neutrons and the electrons and the and the and and the positrons and I'm going further down into the level of the quanta into uh in, into the quark level, the gluon, the muon. Well, the you, lepton. Well, you you're using those analogies, I was definitely feeling like magma was a good um, – was a really good yes, way yes, of looking absolutely. at it. And so to me, I'm thinking um, that we're more in a magmic um, – we're more in a kind of a magmic area, arena mm -hmm. um, where um, words just like – 
hard matter is melting, the words are now melting, changing shape, and becoming something else. Are they becoming ashes? Are they becoming geodes? You know, are they becoming crystals? Do you see what I'm saying? I think you're saying that the words are becoming something else. They're melt. They're melting. And they could be geodes. They could be crystals. They could be ashes. And I, I hope that the words aren't turning to ashes as they escape from our mouth. I hope instead what we're uh, 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 inspiring is the crystalline structure of the geode. Or as the magmic lava, this river of gooey, hot stuff yes. rises rises to the to the to the to the surface of of the earth which is obviously a metaphor for enlightenment that we are then actually being able to see the deeper meaning in the very thing that is being discussed ah so the the stuff the hot wet stuff that is rising, it's, that is exploding. It's gooey. Yes. It's wet. It's yes. vi- it's viscous. It's viscous. Uh, it, it's 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 forcefully being ejected onto uh, in, in 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 becoming our enlightenment. It's it's oily. Yes. It's oily. It's it's gummy. Yes. And all of this tacky, gooey, hot. Stuff is actually kind of impregnating us with ideas. Exactly. Exactly. So interesting. It is interesting. And it's almost though, and I think we're, we're both saying this, it's impregnating us with ideas. You know what it's almost like? It's almost like cum. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought of that, but I see that. Well, because and and I don't want to belabor this, but it's interesting because you, you, we're sort of sort of talking about it being hot and sticky and gooey, and and even the language we were using impregnating. Mm, uh-huh. It all it's reminiscent of of you know joy juice or something you know uh-huh. that's just that's just sort of spurting out of your dick. Mm. You know what I mean? And I don't want to I, get crass about I it. I definitely that. don't want to get crass about it. I see that, but I do think it's interesting. That is interesting. That's so. very interesting. So. But the idea of dialogue existing on a separate plane from the actual dialogue, mm. the subconscious dialogue, mm. is something that we've sort of nibbled at the edges of, I mm-hmm. think, but we haven't really sunk our teeth into it. Mm-hmm. Are we ever saying what we're saying mm-hmm. what is what does meaning mean Ugh. when i say something do you understand the words as i mean them to be heard mm. if i call something a chair do you understand me mm-hmm. when I yes. say that? Do you yes. understand? What, what do you think I mean when I say that's a chair? 
I, it means it's a chair I can sit down on. Uh-huh. Right. That's what you mean, right? Yeah. Hmm. So we've answered that question. And yeah. that was a big, that was a big question. Mm-hmm. That was a very big question that we just answered. Yeah. I think I expected it to be a harder question to answer, but I'm, I'm actually, I'm amazed. It was very simple question to answer. Right. Because, and I don't want to overanalyze it because, because I do think that we, 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 we tackled that one pretty readily. But when you say chair, now you're sort of speaking to a generic chair and possibly the image of a chair that I have in my mind is different from the one that you have in your mind. Okay. But in, but okay. in essence, in essence, I think we mean something very similar to each other. Something to sit on. Yeah, something to sit on. That's what I meant. Yeah. So we were we were we 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 answered that question. I think we should move on. Does that contradict the theory? What theory? That A to B equals F or G? Well, we definitely spent some time deconstructing the word chair. And I think that was important work. Um, just because it wasn't a full day's work, just because we weren't out down there in the mine swinging our pickaxes at the word chair, doesn't mean we didn't accomplish the same thing as if we had spent the day down in the mine swinging our pickaxes at the word chair. Mm -hmm. It means that we asked a question, we posited, we considered, we deconstructed, and we answered. So I think we can say that it does not contradict the theory, although it may, it may have the effect of reducing the theory. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, until, may, until a new theory comes along to take yes. its place. We, we, we may have boiled away some of that heat yes. that, that we were discussing. Right. We, right. We simmered it down to something less than it was when it started. That's but, right. But it's something else now. I think. Well, yes, because now I'm going to move into the arena of cooking as analogy. When I create a reduction in my cooking, I'm, I'm taking away, yes, but I'm also doing something else. I'm actually through the process of reduction, I'm simultaneously enhancing the flavor. Right. Right. I'm actually, I'm actually deepening and enriching the flavor. Right. When you That's, make a, when you make. Well, let's say um, I'm making, um, let's say I'm making one of my famous bouillabaises. Mm -hmm. There is a process of reduction. Well, let's talk about first, just let's, let's just start with what, what are your in, ingredients for the, all the listeners? All the classic bouillabaisse ingredients. Well, for those of us that aren't as culinarily Right. inclined as you, what would some of those uh, ingredients be? Well, of course, a bouillabaisse is, is a, um, it's, it's a delicious fish stew. Uh, it's a traditional Provencal fish stew mm -hmm. originating from the port city of Marseille. Yeah, I'm sure you knew that. Okay. And it's got fish in it. So are you just reading this? Of course of not. Something? Of course not. Because I heard typing or something. Did you? 
I feel like I did. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, 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 no. Okay. okay so no, just... this is, no, this is my classic bouillabaisse that I make. Okay. And of course, you know, originally, uh-huh. Marseille fishermen used a bony rock bony fish. Rock fish. Yes, they were which they were unable. Yes, do you want they to unable to what sell in restaurants or markets? I'm reading that off of Wikipedia. Oh, are you? Seems like we're reading the same thing. No, I'm not reading. Okay, I'm well, not then, reading. Then, then please. No, this is just my knowledge of bouillabaisse. Then please continue. Um. All right. Well, you know, people think about bouillabaisse. There's actually at least three three kinds, kinds of fish. That's right. Okay. That's sorry. Right. Sorry. How did you know that? Because I'm reading the same thing you are. Oh, are you? I'm not reading. I'm not okay. reading. Okay, I'm sorry. Fine. Just, just uh, I'll, I'll. Uh... For 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 our listeners, you and I are on separate coasts right now, right? And we're and we're having a conversation. We're not in the same room, and uh, so you're just gonna have to trust me that I'm that this is just my knowledge of bouillabaisse. Okay, it's just that when I asked you what yes. bouillabaisse was, I then heard typing on your uh-huh. end, huh? And then I thought, gee, I wonder if he's just going to Wikipedia to see what bouillabaisse is. And then I wasn't so, doing that now. And so then I instinctively also went to Wikipedia to see what bouillabaisse was. And then as I was reading what it was, you were saying exactly what it says in front of me. That's a very bizarre coincidence, but it, but it really speaks to the dialectic, doesn't it? It really does speak to the dialectic. So let's move off bouillabaisse for a moment because it really speaks to the dialectic, doesn't it? Isn't that, a, it's, what an important discovery we just made. Mm-hmm. I, I don't – yeah, yeah. Well, look, whether you – whether, you know, you looked up the, the the ingredients or not, I still think that your analogy about reducing yes, the sauces yes. was, a, was a good one. Yes, and of course, um, I, I did not look it up. I have – because as I said at the beginning of this, this portion, I make a classic bouillabaisse. Right. I, I'm known for it. Right. So in making bouillabaisse, of course, I learned a lot about it. Yeah. So. So. So what? Well, so there's no need to question whether or not I looked it up. Of course, I did not. No, we've already moved off of that. Okay. I don't need to. I, I don't want to put you in a weird position. I think I'm I, not in I, a weird position. I'm definitely right. not in a weird position. No, and I don't think you are either. And I'm just saying, like, I'm happy to move off of it too. Okay. It seems like you were reading it off of the same thing I'm reading it off of only because exact, the exact order of things is the same and the wording mm-hmm. is the same. Well, because but, when you talk about something – and this I really do think speaks to the topic of dialogue mm-hmm. and discourse. Obviously, you know, we need to get our terms right. So when I talk about bouillabaisse, um, the French pronunciation of which is bouillabaisse, bouillabaisse um, – Although in Akatan it's it's pronounced bouillabacha. We have to get our terms right. And so and sometimes that means speaking to the history of something. It means in the case of bouillabaisse, speaking to the ingredients and where it comes from and its history and how it was made um, originally, which was with bony rockfish. Um, and so it, it's, you know, it seems like a big coincidence that we would sort of have similar information. But in fact... We're actually using the the sort of uh, classic architecture of dialogue and discourse to arrive at common ground. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. 
It is interesting. It is interesting. And Bouillabaisse is interesting. And the only reason I even questioned it in the first place is just because I've known you a long time and I've never known that you have these famous Bouillabaisse's. You've oh. never you've never cooked for me or anything. I've never known you to be way mm. that into cooking. Um, we've traveled a lot together and eaten together well, in you, many well, different well, restaurants. You, travel, and you normally order a grilled cheese sandwich or a taco yes, yes. Or, or a taco. Yes. So I, I don't see you as a big fish guy. Well, I, you know, I don't know that I made. I mean, I really feel like we're 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 going off on a just a wild detour here. Um, about whether or not I'm a big fish guy, I don't know. I don't know how to well, even answer you, that. You just said that you cook, that you're famous for your bouillabaisse, and I'm saying I didn't even know you cooked at right. all, really. Um, and so then, but then when I asked you what it was, which to me, it's not like I'm asking you some totally obscure question. A lot of you know, bouillabaisse is everyone knows bouillabaisse is a fish stew. Everyone knows that. But I then heard you typing on your computer, so I wondered. I just wanted. It's no big deal, Mike. It's no big deal. Seriously, okay. I feel like you're trying. I mean, I look. I know your intentions are good, and you've said it's no big deal. But I'm feeling. I'm feeling like I've been painted into record into a kind of rhetorical corner here, where it's impossible for me to disprove a negative. Uh, I've said I have. You know, I make my famous bouillabaisse, um, and then that turned into a discussion of whether or not I'm a big fish guy. I don't even – as I said, I don't even know how to answer that because I don't even know what the term means, a big fish guy. Um, I'll have you know that uh, only two nights ago, I ordered mussels at a restaurant. Huh. How, how is uh, – that's not a fish technically but it's a well, seafood. Well, it's a shellfish. It's a shellfish. It's a seafood. It's a form of seafood. Right. Well, you can put – you can put mussels in booya base or velvet crabs I, or spider crab or octopus – I mean, it's some, 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 even, you know, if you want to get expensive with it, you could you add can get langoustine. Where you oh, I was going to say lang- that. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is, and that's actually, that's lobster too. It's, a, it's a European lobster. Oh, okay. So you're a big fish guy. No, I'm just reading off of the same thing you are. I'm not reading off of anything, Michael. I don't know how many. This, what, uh, what, what vegetables would you put in, in, in it? In bouillabaisse? Yes. I mean, there's a bunch you could put in. Traditionally, you know, leeks, leeks onions. Onions. That's what I just said. Tomatoes, celery, celery, potatoes. And then what would you do? What do you mean? What would I do? Then how does it work? With oh, well, you simmer it. You simmer it with the broth, and you serve with the fish. And then you might put you make you might serve that with a with a rule rule with a rule rule. Which is just a mayonnaise. What's it made out of? The mayonnaise? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, when I make it, I put in olive oil, garlic, saffron, and cayenne pepper. That's when I make it. Anyway. What, is it what does it say on Wikipedia? It says um, the broth is traditionally served with a rui rule, which is a mayonnaise made out of olive oil, garlic, saffron, and cayenne pepper. Oh, so they make it the same way I make it. Mm-hmm. But that's a classic bouillabaisse. Mm-hmm. And now I think we've really done a good job, and I'm going to use a pun here, of digesting exactly what a bouillabaisse is. And we've reduced it to a very specific definition with history, with ingredients, with uh, the way it's served. And in fact, in reducing it 
from a kind of generalized fish stew into a very base, a, a very uh, specific fish stew, I think we've gone ahead and enriched the definition. We've added flavor to the word bouillabaisse because now everybody listening knows precisely what a bouillabaisse is. Ding, 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 ding. We've done it. 80%. Yeah. On, on the nose. Yes. Um, you know, we may have taken a slightly roundabout way of getting there, but this is why rule one is so important because – in allowing ourselves to take that rhetorical detour, what we ended up doing is actually arriving at our destination. Um, perhaps we took the scenic route. That's mm-hmm. okay. That's absolutely okay. We we uh, sometimes you got to look around and see what see what what's over there and what's over there. I would posit that the journey was actually made better. By taking the scenic route. That's why we have scenic routes. You know, when you're not in such a such a headstrong rush to get somewhere, you find some of the most interesting things. And uh, today we use bouillabaisse as a metaphor for really exploring what it means to use dialogue and dialectic to enrich our conversations. And I think in a lot of ways, we also used it to as a metaphor of of how to use our conversations to be better people and to, and to, well, I don't know. I don't know what you mean by that. And to just understand how to get through this crazy thing called life here on this big blue marble. Well, yes, yes. You know, you remember the sitcom third rock from the sun. And in fact, what that was referring to was the planet earth. Mm Mm-hmm. Which that's, is, you know, that's so you know, great. That's so yeah. great. Well, it's an important point that I made, and 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 I think it's worth reflecting on. Is you hit into your week, and I hit into mine, um, and everyone else heads into theirs, and goes off to do fill in their twenty percent as they uh, everyone breaks into groups or teams to finish out this dialogue and discourse. Um, and to also remember the precept, which is to take it easy. Yeah. So take the guideline, take the precept. Um, you know, I wouldn't bring the rule into your work a day life because in, in regular life, it is important to have rules. That's right. That's right. And the suggestion, I mean, the guideline is not as, uh, is as, as relevant, you know, 80% is not as relevant in just work a day life. The suggestion is though, to, 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 uh, what you said to, to keep going. I think yeah. that's the precept. No, the precept was take it easy. Oh, uh-huh, right, right. The, the, the suggestion, suggestion is to finish, the, the, yes. is to do the 20%. Mm-hmm. So. so it's been a great episode. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot. I thought a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think I may have made myself a little hungry <laughs> from all the conversation about bouillabaisse. Well, yeah, go. Uh, I'm going to go whip some, up some of my famous bouillabaisse. Go get some red rascass, some yes. sea, some sea robin, and some European conger. Believe me, I've, I always, it. I always have it on hand, especially my European conger and my sea robin. Mm-hmm. So until we speak again, Michael. Uh, I hope you enjoy your week. You too. And and, uh, I know I'll be thinking a lot 
about thinking about topics. Hello. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Topics. Please help us get the word out about the show by writing us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you'd like to write to us a question or a comment about this episode or any episode, please do. Our email address is topicspodcasts at gmail.com. Thank you.